This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. You can also visit us at BoathouseStudios.com in order to listen to this podcast and every other podcast in the Boathouse Network. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. I won't be coming back, kids. I got a sweet life here. The sea air is cleaning my lungs. The sun is toasting my pale skin a healthy brown, and most important, I learned that I don't need money to be happy. All that high living just distracted me from my true calling in life, salvaging sunken barges for scrap iron. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Yes, here we are. Back in the studio, this is Two Bad Neighbors, or as my mother likes to call it, really? <laughs> Still? Still. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, it's true. We're still uh, here, and uh, I'm, uh, of course, one of your hosts, Greg. Here along with me, as always, is your co-host, DJ Tailspin. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the problem is I haven't thought of anything better. So no, now I know. It's That's like, the problem. <laughs> it's like I'm like, by default, I'm like resigned to that. <laughs> I hope and I'm start- that. And I'm starting to like it, yeah. but I'm mad about it. <laughs> okay, why are you mad about it, first off? Um... I, well, okay, so I can't remember when this came up. Was it? Uh, I mean, like we can. Was think, it on Two Bad Neighbors? Was yeah, it was on, on Two Bad okay, Neighbors. I was like, sure if, if it was on a bonus episode, if we can think of like a reason why it doesn't work for you, like you were it's here, not that it doesn't work. If if it doesn't, that's fine. But right. if we can think of a reason, that'll make it easier for you to say goodbye to it. But if we can't, that might also make it easier for you to accept it <laughs> and and become your true calling, which I believe is DJ Tailspin. Well. I don't know if that's true yet. I think it has everything a great DJ name needs. Uh-huh. A personal connection? Sure. For one. What's my personal connection? Well, you love Disney. <laughs> uh, and ducks. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This isn't from DuckTales. Hey? Tailspin? Yeah. It doesn't have anything to do with ducks. Sure it does. No. <laughs> it's a bear and a smaller bear and a tiger. And lampshade. And, 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 um... Launchpad McQuack? That no. Is... Lampshade. <laughs> lampshade. <laughs> lampshade McQuack. What are we doing? What I don't are, know. What? <laughs> You're mixing up ducktails. What's and... the What's the episode we're talking about? Oh, boy. Uh, well, we are talking about Bart the Fink uh, here on Two Bad Neighbors. We are uh, deep into season seven. So incredibly so that we, we don't have a guest. Yes, uh, we you know the the chair is empty next to me. Yep, um, we are taking things back to our roots a little bit. A this little bit. episode yeah. with uh, yeah. just the two of us, yeah. and see how that works out. And if we have a guest on next time, you'll know that it didn't work out. Well, I mean, we'll probably have a guest on <laughs> next know. time, as whether it worked out it's, or not, who knows? Well, right? I thought it'd be funny. Um, anyway, <laughs> we we've recorded a couple episodes in recent memory without guests. I mean, we did two dozen and one greyhounds without one. That right? was almost a year ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I that's mean, all I'm saying. Very recently, you know, yeah. super recently, but mm-hmm. a year ago. I think that's one uh, thirtieth of my life ago. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if uh, you're doing the math. 
Uh, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to. Okay. No. Well, but this, uh, it this is, is this you know, is it's a nice, fun episode. Well, it's nice that we're we're in this nice intimate uh, just the two of us zone because it is Valentine's Day. It sure is. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Craig. Day, Alan. Uh, this comes out the day after Valentine's That's Day, right. but I think a lot of people are still suffering. So <laughs> let's um let's put the call out to them. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Let's chill. Just open your hearts. And open your farts. Oh, all right, you ruined it. <laughs> and and just 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 look into the the eyes of the person you love most, and if that's yourself, find a mirror and just tell them the one thing you've wanted to tell them this whole February. Not in your life, but just just February. February. Yeah, just Two the weeks. month of February. Yeah. Let's not put too much on this no, day. No. That's one of the things that I don't like about Valentine's Day is that people put too much on the day. Here's a how have you been okay. for you, <laughs> if we want to just jump yeah, right yeah. into it, let's, let's um, it, because we're doing this a little bit old school. Yep. Um, so I come home today, and on the table uh, in, in, our, in our dining room here... Um, and you saw these. There, was, did, a, there yeah. was a bouquet of flowers mm-hmm. addressed to yours truly, to Greg, me from your girlfriend, Humblebrag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, she uh, she managed to send me a bouquet of flowers and a little card overseas uh, via a little secret squirrel that that happens to live here. Secret squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> Because the two in the from, uh-huh. it might say to Greg from Allie, but it's written in someone else's <laughs> handwriting. <laughs> ah, yeah. Detective Greg is on the case. So is the card, by the way, mm-hmm. which simply says, sucks to suck. <laughs> XOXO gossip girl. <laughs> so so in the style of Allie. In the style of Allie, yes. yes absolutely nice. right. Um, that's, that's very lovely. Point is, she managed to... Uh, deliver me a present. Yeah. On, uh, and Valentine's what'd you do for Day. her? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so I hear you're having a little dance party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can, we can definitely veer away from that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I didn't do anything. I, I, I sent her, I sent her videos of a kangaroo. That's pretty good. I met a Joey today. You wait, huh? I Where met, I met three Joeys Where? actually at teachers' convention. They're just hanging out at a yeah. t- at a school. Yeah, well, at the Telus Convention Center. Okay. Actually, yeah, I uh, was there at Telus Convention Center today, and someone told me that there were baby kangaroos. Oh my AKA god, Joeys. Yeah, and I went and I saw them. I petted them. One of them kissed me. Aww. And, and that sounds adorable. It was the cutest thing ever. I'll show you the video after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, that is really cute. It is an auditory medium, so just think yeah. of the cutest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and Multiply that by 10. Yep, there you go. And you got it. Yeah. You got three Joeys it's hanging good, out together. It's a good thing it was baby kangaroos and not like, you know, like Joey Fatone and Joey Lawrence and uh, Joey from Friends. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. Um well done, by the way. <laughs> to think of three Joey's oh, on the yeah, spot there. Yeah, yeah. You set um, yourself up and you <laughs> knocked it out of the park. Well done. It's like a, what is that called? Monkey hitting? Uh, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> so maybe but Well you like what, where you would stand at the plate and like uh-huh. you would throw the ball up for yourself yeah. and hit it yourself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I did, uh, maybe I have heard that before. Yeah. Like in school. Yeah. I feel like that's something that kids probably said. Yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, Palentine's Day. Yeah. It's a, yeah. uh, you know, a thing I like to do uh, in February that just celebrates friendship. Because, like you said, I do feel Valentine's Day, is, there's too much pressure put on it. Yep. And, you know, the people who are in a relationship, there's often, you know, pressure to do something extra special. Untoward and, the, and undue pressure. Yeah. I might and add. the people that are out of a relationship feel really down for uh, no reason, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, you should feel down every day of the year, not... Just on Valentine's well, Day. Well, yeah. Like if, if, you're, gonna, if you're single, if, you're if sad you're, all the time. Yeah, if you're going to be single, if you've made that choice. Yeah, which it be, is a choice. It's a choice <laughs> to be alone. And if you've made it, then, yeah, you should feel bad. <laughs> Every day of the year. Every day. <laughs> Until and you find someone to, you know, deal with your shit. Yeah. Otherwise. That's basically what a relationship is. Yeah. That's it. That's all a relationship. Someone's going to put up with yeah. your shit. I'm looking uh, up the actu- the actual meaning of uh, Valentine's Day here. Continue your story. St. Valentine. Um, yeah, no, but so I, I like the idea of trying to kind of veer away from it. I mean, it, you're never going to, it's never going to be gone. It's a tradition in the world that is never going to be destroyed. And that's fine. Um, I think as long as people don't, like you said, put too much pressure on it or, yeah. you know, make it too much of a big deal, it can be just a nice little like, oh, happy Valentine's Day. Cool. Bye. Um, just, just get some flowers. Yeah, or just, just you know, just be like, hey, this is we like each other. It's nice that we're together. <laughs> have a moment to acknowledge yeah, it. Sure, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Or like have a have a date night. Like that's fine. There's nothing wrong with celebrating it. Let me be very clear. I it's think just... there is something wrong with celebrating it. I think it's bad for the economy. Okay, wait. <laughs> I feel like it's good for the economy. No, I think people it's pay a lot of money. I to... think it's bad for the economy because okay. it all happens on one day. That means right. a lot of people who would have gone out don't go out. Just for, because of that. All right. So I'm no economist, so I can't dis- I can't dispute that. Then don't. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> another episode of Too Bad Economists. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Valentine's Day is just something you know. Obviously, I I I never claim that I invented it per se because I've seen it. You know, people use that term uh, elsewhere. But no, I think I you kinda, invented it. You're the first I, person great. I ever heard who, who <laughs> used it and continue to use it. Yeah, great. And so I I took it. And uh, I like to just celebrate with friends that I like. And so, yeah, dance party on Saturday. You should write a book. Okay. <laughs> Called Palentine's Day. Starring Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> oh, no. That's the title of the book. I hate it. <laughs> and Palin- Palentine is spelled P-A-L-A-N, by the way, because that's my name. Um, very few people are pick up on that. <laughs> I'm very narcissistic. I didn't. And I put my name right in the title of the holiday. Nice. Nice. Anyway. I think a lot of people would get it a lot more if it was a lowercase p. Capitalized <laughs> Capital Alan. <A. laughs> no, the, the oh, whole thing. The whole word, yeah. yeah. I mean, people would, but I kind of want it to be more subtle. So, yeah. Or why. you could just drop the p entirely and just call it Allentine's Day. I thought about that. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why DJ Tailspin is not my favorite, because it doesn't have my name in it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But Even altitude though, is too many syllables. Yeah. DJ altitude. DJ tailspin just has it all. I mean, I guess he does. It does have al in it. Tal, tailspin. Don't force it. Okay. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. Or Saint Valentine's Day, or the feast of Saint Valentine, is celebrated annually, as we all know. <laughs> originated as a Western Christian feast day honoring one or two early saints named Valentinus. Huh. I guess well, they shortened it to Valentine. I, I guess Valentine's is the plural Anglicized? of Valentinus. Oh, 
right. Um, Valentine's Day is recognized as a significant cultural, religious, and commercial celebration of romance and romantic love in many regions around the world, although it is not a public holiday in any country, which means it's Good. not a real holiday, as we all know. <laughs> um, and it's mostly um, associated with uh, martyrdom stories. Yeah. Yeah. I think I read that. St. Valentine like, yeah, yeah. died for our St. Sins. Valentine, uh, Rome. St. Valentine was Jesus Christ. I'm pretty sure. Uh, that was an alias he went by. Yes. Yeah. He's not the the OG. It was like it was like his uh, or his, like, should spy, I say the O Jesus? <laughs> uh, very very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to go see uh, Battle Angel? Oh, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm so stoked for that movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a trailer for it last year uh, before it got pushed back to February. And I was so... When was it supposed to be it released? Was supposed, it was supposed to be out either November or December. Like it was supposed oh, to be a, a late... Oh, they got cold feet. Yeah. It was supposed to be a late uh, year release. And I was so stoked for it. I'm like, I was... <laughs> I had never heard of it until I saw the trailer yeah. in theaters. And I was like, I'm really into this. <laughs> like, yeah. I was sold very quickly. Um, I wasn't sold until actual reviews started coming out. Oh, really? And saying that it is visually breathtaking. Yeah. Because I'm always into that. Like... To be perfectly honest, it's one of the only reasons why I go to theaters now. Otherwise, I'll wait until Visuals. it comes, until yeah, that's it comes fair. out. On, my we TV's should see it in IMAX. Enough. That would be fun. It is coming in IMAX. Is it? Yeah. That would be fun. And I was planning on seeing it in IMAX. So. When? I don't know. Sometime All right. when, after it comes out. Cool. Let me know when you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we There's should... robot dogs in it, apparently. Robot dog? Yeah. Robot dogs. Robot dogs. Like someone has like robot guard dogs. Right. And I'm right. like, I'm in. I'm yeah. sold. If it's uh, even just like as close to good as Mortal Engines was. <laughs> I think I'll have a great time. Good. I've not seen it. <laughs> it's three movies in one. Okay. It's, <laughs> You're not selling me on it. It's bananas, <laughs> dude. You'll hate it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, we are here to talk about an episode of The Simpsons. Believe it or not. <laughs> which is uh, Bart the Fink. It is the 15th episode of season seven, written by John Schwarzwelder and Bob Cushell, or Cushell. I don't know how to pronounce your name, sir. My apologies if you're listening. Uh, you're not. Directed by Jim Reardon. And original air date was February 11th, 1996. Now, it was written... Uh, it's it's credited as teleplay by John Schwartzwelder and uh, story by Bob Cushell, so... that's That means he pitched it. Yeah. And John wrote it. Yeah. So... Cool. <laughs> I never... I've, I'm never 100% sure what teleplay means versus just... Teleplay s- means the script. actual, like... I mean, that's what I figured, but, this like... This is me typing. Can everybody hear me? Stop it. Okay. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I feel like I've seen like written by and then story by yeah. before, you know? Yeah. So that's why I was just like teleplay by versus just written by. I think it's a s- exclusively television credit. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, the Writers Guild of America. I've heard of it. Oh, the yeah. D- the WGA. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, obviously like crediting is a very fun game to play. Oh boy. It's the best. Is it ever? Uh, story credits are always really, really fun. And in movies, I don't think you'll ever see like a, like a screenplay and story by. You'll only see written and then story. Other, right. Like other story credits. Right. And then you'll see on, on television, specifically in episodes of TV that are like typically uh, attributed to like an auteur, 
like um, Deadwood or The West Wing, if there is a credit, a story credit on The West Wing that isn't Aaron Sorkin, mm-hmm. usually it'll say story credit blank, and then immediately after, teleplay by Aaron Sorkin, though. Don't uh-huh. get it wrong. Right. He wrote this dialogue. So like the Big Bang Theory, you know, where all it's like Chuck, Chuck Lorre. <laughs> all the time. Every single episode. Yeah. Chuck Lorre. I mean, sometimes in the credits for Big Bang Theory, it's, you know, Bazinga's by Chuck Lorre. Chuck Lorre. <laughs> I hate this so much. <laughs> uh, uh, Bazinga. Talking about <laughs> fucking Chuck Lorre. Talk about Big Bang Theory, Jesus Greg. Christ. Have you seen Young Sheldon yet? I haven't. No, have you? <laughs> should, I give it a, should I give it a look-see? Should I give it a try? <laughs> should I, I should I do this sh- shit? Should I should I put aside some time? <laughs> get to know young Sheldon? I actually I I've never watched an episode, surprise. Uh, but I watch Jeopardy all the time. And for some reason they you always You watch Jeopardy? Oh yeah. How have we not talked about <laughs> this all the time? I don't know. I've I've PVR'd it for years. I watch Jeopardy. All the time now. <laughs> it, it, it's a new thing for me. Okay. I'll tell you that. It's a yeah. new thing. Uh, by the way, we're still in Have You Been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and since the since the like the the, the collection came to Netflix, uh-huh. I got hooked oh, yeah. hard. It I was love, it's a great show. So great. And the 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 you know what I like most about the show? <laughs> What's that? Is its integrity. Sure. Yeah. It has incredible integrity mm-hmm. it tells you when it's being sponsored yep uh it tells you exactly where the money's coming from yep it asks questions and expects you to answer with facts true it is fantastic Wait, as opposed to what other trivia shows where they're like ah you could be flowery with it no i don't like that's the well that's the thing jeopardy is the gold standard yeah, yeah. for it is my point i, I understand <laughs> and Literally, it seems like the lowest bar to hurdle it, it is, as a trivia like, show to like. But we're also <laughs> we like, answer with facts only. But we're in a world that that's kind of something to be proud of. Sure, right. Okay. And so in in Jeopardy, you're like, okay, its integrity kind of is. It feels almost like a public broadcasting show. Oh yeah, where he comes on and he's like, maybe you'll learn something today. And you're like, maybe I will. Well, Alex, Alex is, is such a consummate professional, and I think some of my favorite parts of Jeopardy is when that facade melts away ever so slightly. Yeah, he like never where, loses it. Where, well, really. yeah, like he's always he he he's always this like really proper, like just intelligent, uh, at least seeming man, and when he gets to like laugh or chuckle with the contestants or like make a face at a answer or anything like that. It's great. And it's not Steve Harvey, right? It's yeah. not that kind of thing where it's like he's really milking it. He just it's actually something he's reacting to. It's not him trying to like, oh, I got to make this show entertaining. He's like, yeah. no, the people watch it for the for the facts. He's the only game show host that I've ever seen that needs to wear a suit. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they take Jeopardy so seriously mm-hmm. that okay, I get it. This is business. Yeah. Let's get down to it. Yeah. You should be wearing a suit. Everyone else can be like uh, t-shirts and jeans sure. for all I care. It's a it's a it's so easy to see it's a facade. Yeah. But it's it feels more real. I only watch Jeopardy. 
<laughs> That's the only game show it's the I only watch. Show, it's the only TV show I watch now. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I am done with everything And else. because of that, I always lose at the TV categories. <laughs> I can't answer any questions because I don't watch it anymore. Yeah. Anyway, all I was going to say is they had young Sheldon on often uh, in the past couple, whenever young Sheldon started airing as like a you know promo for it sure as like it would just be like here's uh ian whatever his name armitage i can't believe sure. i just pulled that out i think that's correct ian armitage as young sheldon to deliver this series of clues and he'll like literally like be talking like just say the clues it, like sitting all proper and like here's the thing blah 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 blah, blah. and it's i just remember thinking why is this child doing this is it was i right yeah you were right <laughs> hang on a second i don't know how i pulled that out hang of my on brain a second. hang on a second okay Just hang on one fucking second all right one goddamn i'm sorry fucking second <laughs> i don't know why you're so mad is an american child actor <laughs> let me just preface this by saying this this child and he is a child he's uh-huh. 10 years old yeah this the first sentence of his wikipedia entry is ian armitage is an American child actor and theater critic. Wait. What huh? the fuck is no, that? You can't. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Uh, Young Sheldon? O- occupation. Go to your room. Occupation. Go to your room. Actor. Young Sheldon, go to your room. Theater critic. That's Jesus Christ. Young Sheldon is going to his room yeah. as we speak. And he's gone. And yeah. He's just stay in there. So the Simpsons. Until we finish this episode. Want to talk about Simpsons? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, Bart the Fink, 21 minutes. Here we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait, we're 21 minutes into the episode? Sure or? are. Cool. Yeah, sure are, sure are. Because I was like, that's that's feasibly the length of this episode. This episode has an, a fantastic opening. I love this opening. Let's talk about um, a... Great and Hortense. Something that is fantastic just across the board in this episode that mm-hmm. I think we can acknowledge right away is the use of one-off characters and yes extras. and set pieces yeah yeah uh there's a lot of unique set pieces there are a lot of too. unique set pieces in this case there's both <laughs> in this opening in, yes. in this very opening right here um well we have like we, we open with this this lawyer character right? yeah who's doing the will for great and hortense and it's it's weird that it's not lionel hutz right? it is weird yeah <laughs> Because you'd expect that from the show, yeah, for many reasons. Especially because Troy McClure is in the, in the yeah. episode, so it's not like that. You know, Phil Hartman wasn't available. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so it's this, uh, this other guy. I don't know. We're not given his name. I don't nope, think. Never. Uh, but he, you know, he's he, just he's there like a, to oh, deliver the, that. He's a crypt creep keeper. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I call him a crypt keeper, uh, unless you mean literally, like he he keeps crypts. Yeah. He maintains crypts. Yeah. He's a crypt keeper. <laughs> okay, cool. Because, <laughs> like, the crypt keeper is like, sorry, boys and ghouls. <laughs> and he's more like, yes, well, you have. I mean, a this crypt, house. not the crypt keeper. Understood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, there's only one crypt keeper yeah. in my heart. Okay, fair so. enough. <laughs> That's my mistake. You can just throw that No, I got around. it. I, yeah, it's my bad. But uh, but I do think I, I feel like he's he's a imitation of some kind of like old Hollywood monster movie type caricature. What it, I mean, but I can't put my finger on it. Boris Karloff. 
Possibly, because his like that's he was, a, he's he got was that deep voice. Frankenstein's monster. But he also went on. I mean, to, like, he did other stuff, obviously. Did, but that's what play, he was. That's like, what he was known for. And he also had like this really, really great voice. Yeah. You could also almost say Christopher Lee. Sure. He's yeah. got a little bit of Lee it's, there. It's a bit there. Yeah. It feels like a horror icon. Yeah. Voice. Yeah. That that especially when he says, you know, no, it's a standard clause. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way he says it is very. It reminds me of classical. Boris Karlov's narration in The Grinch. Okay. A little bit. A little that bit. that particular part. Understood. Yep. It, it, like the the inflection almost reminds me of "You're a mean one, <laughs> Mister Grinch." It's a yeah, standard yeah. clause. Stand- <laughs> it's a standard clause for you. Yeah. Um, Stay in a haunted house. One of the best subversions I love on this entire show is them going to stay in the psycho house. Yep. And the best sleep they ever had. Well, and it's set up so well, too, with the, I, I mean, we've talked about this before, but the, the sitcom tropes yeah. that they tease and subvert yeah. is always so welcome to me. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, there's Luckily, there's no such thing as ghosts, Homer says. Yeah. Then they're at the house. Yeah. It's real spooky. Mm-hmm. And he says again, that's right. There's no such thing as ghosts. And they go inside and the door closes and we pan up. Smash cut. <laughs> beautiful morning. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> and they've had the best sleep of their lives. Yeah. Uh, I love it so much. Um, as a skeptic and a person who doesn't believe in ghosts at all myself, I'm like, yeah, that's how I would react in that situation. You have to stay in this haunted house. Cool. <laughs> I'll go and I'll sleep and I'll be like, all right, where's my money? What's that like? It's great. Yeah. It's very... Uh, you know, all you have to worry about is uh, human beings murdering Sure, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. And that's which I do live in fear every day. Yeah, you should. You should. Or and crows. Well, crows. You know, they they won't murder me, but they will just follow me and stare at me, and you know, amass large groups of crows, which is called a murder, uh, and uh, terrify me to my very core. Mm -hmm. Because you see, crows they don't want to actually physically harm you. They want to harm your soul. Right. They want to destroy your mind and make you fear for your life. For no reason, just because they exist and they're smart and they can solve simple problems. And I'm sorry, I am getting very upset and very scared. So the soul bring me down. <laughs> in this, in this case, uh-huh. to you it means uh, psychological well-being. Sure. Yeah. And in order to have an intact soul, you have to have psychological well-being. Yes. And crows for take you, that away. Peck away. They 100 percent peck it away. Peck and peck. Yes. Away. Stop. At it. All right. <laughs> Just making sure they all get a hundred dollars. They sure do. And they go and <laughs> the rest goes to Ann Landers. <laughs> the boring old bitty. Uh Dad. I must <laughs> I must have continued talking while you when you left the office. Fuck. I do that sometimes. I love that guy. <laughs> He's and then he so like, great. cackles and walks away. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> That's the last we see of him ever. Yep. yep. He's great. <laughs> Great one-off character, outstanding. <laughs> First of many in yep. this episode, and what actually are the kids... many? Yes. It's crazy. Yes. yes. What do the kids want to do with that money? Well, Bart wants to get a hundred tacos for a hundred dollars. That nice. sounds really good. Yep. And um, Lisa, Lisa wants... wants to donate it to the Corporation for Public Bar- Broadcasting. I won't have you throwing your money away. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Marge. Yep. 
What a what a good dig at public broadcasting. Take that, PBS. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so they do go to the bank, and one of the things that I do actually really like about this scene, it's a very small thing that The Simpsons is actually really good at. It's um, uh, foreshadowing is not exactly the right word, but it's, oh, sorry, establishing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, establishing in in wide shots and animation um, because when they pull up to the bank, you can see the taco shack just behind it. Yes, and then Bart is walking to it, and he's like, "Oh, I sure could go for a hundred tacos. tacos right now." If they didn't have the taco shack just kind of sitting there and not drawing attention to it in the background, that would be very jarring. Yeah, because you're like, "Well, that's just a cheap way to get that joke across is yeah. to have a comic book bu- comic book guy." walk out with the the wheelbarrow of tacos yeah, which is funny yeah but they they do the, they do you the service of like of, of setting your brain up for it so it's not jarring so it feels like it's been there does bart say like they have a deal on 100 tacos yeah. okay i couldn't remember if or if it was just like <laughs> that's just the thing they do well well <laughs> that's their thing it made me think like is it just oh like a taco for a dollar and so he's like i'm right. gonna get 100 tacos then because i have 100 dollars. <laughs> and then like the fact that comic comic book guy i can't say that name today comic book guy uh jeff albertson uh the reason <laughs> <laughs> the reason why uh, why he's got the hundred tacos is he had the same idea, and I just I like that idea. But uh, as a deal, I guess that's fine too. It is a good deal. It's a pretty good deal. I mean, I think Taco Bell serves tacos for a dollar. Oh, under a dollar. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You can get like eighty nine cent tacos. Hey, bro- bud. Bread. When was the last time you went to a Taco Bell? I want to say two weeks ago. Really? Yeah. No. There's one. There's one very close to my house. And there's one very close to my work. Oh no. So. <laughs> And it's one of those, it's 100% one of those restaurants where I'm like, yeah. I feel like Taco Bell. Yeah. And then I go to it and I eat it and I'm like, that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> None of this was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I get cravings for it. No, they've, I know. They've, I know. they've, uh, they've brainwashed it's me. It's the salt. It is. It's the, it's, it's, all, the, it's all delicious salt. Yeah. And I'm getting hungry now. I honestly you haven't go had. to Taco Bell? <laughs> no. God damn you. No. Let me make you dinner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh,. No, I... Um, but the Taco Bell people can make my dinner. <laughs> that's fair. All right. Get out of here. Go on. Get a side of sour cream? I said go on. Dipping? Okay. Get out of here. Okay, bye. I'm no good for you. Go. <laughs> um, don't you see? I don't want you anymore. <laughs> Are you white fanging me? Damn right. <laughs> so, I haven't been to a Taco Bell in, since, since university. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. I mean, you're not missing anything. No, I know. Although they do have... They're, they're the exclusive owners... Not owners, but the exclusive servers... Of Mountain Dew Baja Blast, so oh, you can't get it in stores. Can't get it in stores. I wonder bud. why. <laughs> you want some of that Baja Blast, bro? Gotta go. What to the hell about. even is that? Hmm? What I kind know. of it's Mountain Dew with uh, looks green? <laughs> I thought Mountain Dew. Re- oh, really? Okay. Well, Mountain Dew is like kind of a yellow. Okay, we got to back up a okay. little bit. Rewind. <laughs> yeah. Baja Blast. Yes. Have you tried it? Oh yeah. Okay. Ex- uh, reviews. I have no idea what the flavor is. Really? Okay. <laughs> Tastes like a different kind of Mountain Dew. <laughs> isn't Mountain Dew, and like, correct me if I'm wrong yep. here, isn't Mountain Dew like the absolute worst for you <laughs> soda that has ever been made? Uh, I cannot like, confirm nor deny. Like, that. as far as calories, I know it's and like sugar. used as the joke, like the the um, uh, the gamer gamer uh, kid, I yeah. guess, like trope. Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> well, Mountain Dew Code Red is delicious, so I will not have you besmirch it. Well, name. it's the gamer. It's like no, they did. They did a bunch. Like so, okay, so the Mountain Dew Code Red has a storied history. All right. 
Here we go. We're talking about this is a sub podcast uh-huh. of the Barley Buds, which is the uh, the Pop Pals. <laughs> nice. I was I was trying to think of a soda one. I got it. Good. <laughs> this is Pop Pals. Uh, in Canada, anyway. Uh-huh. Mountain Dew Code Red. Things are different in the states. It's true. I, We're I'm Canadians. Sure, I'm sure Mountain Dew Code Red was widely available for the past hundred years, yeah. and you know enjoyed by the founding fathers, etc. Of course. God bless them all, and God bless America. There's that famous painting of George Washington slamming a Baja Blast. <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson pouring a code red all over the American flag. That's right, yeah. yeah. As as a tribute, like yeah, as yeah. a positive thing. Because yeah. he's like, you know, I want this to taste what he I was taste, trying which to prove freedom. that He's trying to prove code that Code red tastes like freedom. Yeah, and he's trying to prove that those colors don't run. That's right. <laughs> so. Code red came out. When I was in, like, high school, I want to yeah. say. And it's a, basically a cherry-flavored Mountain Dew. Uh, okay, that so makes cherry-flavored soda. It's red. You know? yeah. It's red, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. I thought it was, my, it was, like, my favorite soda. And within, like, I don't know, five or six years, probably, it got discontinued. Um, okay. I feel like it, like, uh, again, I don't know the exact timeline. I was a child. <laughs> but I remember a time where I was like, I can't get Code Red anymore. That sucks. Uh, Mountain Dew as a company toyed with different flavors for a long time. They would always bring in limited editions of, you know, different, you know, Orange Crush or Baja Blast or, uh, Whiteout was one. I remember Whiteout. Yeah. Uh, Black Ice or something. There was some weird black one. Oh, that's uh, weird. Yeah. I thought that was a beer. Yeah, that's probably it's both. Matty Ice. Gotcha. Uh, recently they did a contest where they had, I, I want to say three different flavors uh, as like trial flavors, and you would vote on your favorite that they would make oh, uh, permanent, maybe? I'm not 100% sure if it's permanent or just like they'll sell those for a long time. Right. Uh, and Code Red was one of them. Co- bringing it back. Yes. And so my understanding was Code Red won in a landslide. <laughs> so it was a really positive day for me. Yeah. I could get my code red again. I had it again recently as an adult, and I'm like, oh, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the nostalgia was was there, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't powerful enough for me to be like, yes. You were looking soda. at it with code red tinted glasses. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, how do we get on uh, Taco Bell? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> talking about Taco Bell, talking about Taco Bell. Yeah, so I don't that, know. Mountain Dew might be the worst soda for you. I don't know. It feels like it is. It's yeah. just the way that, the, the reputation that the it thing has. thing is, don't at me. If you no. want a nice drink, have a crab juice. Obviously. Over a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Back on track. Here we the go. The Simpsons. <laughs> now, when they go into the bank. Yes. This... Was, so this is great because it's like you said about establishing this. This is world building. Yeah, right. And it also is during the '90s, which probably was you and I's first time getting a bank account. Oh yeah. And so when I watched this for the very first time, I was very, very much. Um, I, I felt like I could relate to this uh, really uh, quite a lot because my mother, my mother, who listens to this show. <laughs> I tell myself, Wait, she? <laughs> okay, <laughs> was a bank teller. Oh, at a uh, Scotia Bank. 
Which is named for our American listeners is named after Nova Scotia. The Bank of Nova Scotia is a full name. Nova Scotia is a province. A province is an equivalent of a state in the country of Canada where we all live. Anyway, Nova Scotia is on the East Coast. Yeah. East Coast, that's where New York is. Yeah. Halifax is the capital of the. It's got a lighthouse there. It's got a light. It's called Cape Breton. Okay. (laughs) Now, uh, (laughs) two good geographers. (laughs) Um, Canadian geographers. That's right. So we would like she she actually like I I grew up in the in the in the age where he actually had to like uh like a a bank bank statement book. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember those. And like my mom would always say like you got to balance your checkbook. Mhm. That's not how my mom sounds. Um <laughs> but there was things such as a such as a a, a checkbook and like yeah. these 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 bank statement books that you had to like put in. Now, when you got a, your first bank account, was it yeah. a checking account? It was a savings account. Okay, yeah, I me too. don't have a checking account to this day. To this day, wow, yeah. How do you pay your bills with my savings account? Hmm. I don't understand how there's banks no work. there's no difference, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Do you how, write checks? I don't understand how banks work either. But do you write checks? Um, no, because okay. I'm not 89. <laughs> well, I did honestly. I did until last year, okay. and then like, I was going to say because yeah, I haven't mo- written a check in a long, long time. Most of the times when I've had to pay rent until recently, yeah, it was all through checks. So really? that's why I had to get like checks, mm-hmm. like physical checks, because mm-hmm. the landlords needed the physical checks to go in cash. Um, I am now uh, with a landlord that does just like auto withdraw from my bank account or whatever so i don't need to worry about that which is nice yeah um but uh and it's nice for a landlord too yeah and but my understanding was that uh a savings account you couldn't write checks from that would take out of a savings account that's why you needed a a checking account you can which is is why i don't know what the difference is well i wonder if it was an older yeah you know like now it probably make like makes sense that yeah if you have a savings account sure you can have a check that takes out of there but maybe in the old days it was like the reason there was a checking and a savings account, savings was literally, you can't withdraw willy-nilly. That's why it's savings. Like, you know, if you put something in there, it's harder to get it out. And it's yeah. like a way to kind of force you to save. Checking account is there to like actually write your checks at the grocery store for, yeah. you know, because that's what now, people used to do. Yeah, instead, It baffles me that, that that was a thing. Like you'd write a check at the grocery store like, all right, here's 502. They would take it. That's yeah. an IOU. Yeah. A check is an know that's IOU. Clear. It's insane. The whole like idea of bounce checks at, uh, like there's a plot point in this episode about it. Yeah. Um, uh, in, the, in Seinfeld, I remember it, I think is where I first learned about the idea of a bounce check. There's yeah. a whole plot point where Jerry bounces a check. Um, you know, in 2000, what if Jerry get iPad? But, uh, at this time, <laughs> yes, the the bounce check, and I was like, "What? Like, what does that mean?" I had to like, ask my parents, "Like, what is a bounce check?" Like, I don't understand. And like, once I learned the concept, I'm like, "That's so bizarre that you would just be like, all right, yes, here's the money on this piece of paper. I promise. That, yeah, you'll, oh yeah, it's there. Like, you'll you'll get it if you tell the bank to give it to you. And they're just like, great, enjoy your purchases, goodbye. <laughs> And then they get mad when the do- when it bounces. And it's like you you trusted you, me, you made this choice. <laughs> you idiots! Balls in your court, <laughs> man. I already ate the eggs. <laughs> Can't get blood Can you imagine, from a stone. Like, 
Can you imagine like your friends writing an IOU for something or whatever, and then like they don't pay it, and you like hang it up in your house and like don't accept IOUs from Ife Abiola because that's what this was. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what this was. That's what checks are. It's absurd. I actually owe Ife money, so I shouldn't have said well, that. Yeah, probably shouldn't have. You should probably pay. Sorry, Ife. I'm gonna pay you back soon. Yeah. Okay. I'm really sorry. Okay. Well, it's been a rough year. Okay. <laughs> um, he's a doctor. He can afford. It. <laughs> And an entrepreneur. That's right. Speaking of He's... entrepreneurs, check out our Patreon. Yeah. So I'm really jealous of you. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't be? Have you seen him? He's an Adonis. I know. All right. Look at us. Uh, look at us just gushing over Ife. Look at us. Uh, Come back. Happy to the Valentine's show. Eve. <laughs> Hope you're having a good life. He's having a great time. Ah. I'm sure he's having a good night. Yeah. So. <laughs> In this episode, yes. Bart gets, of course, a checking account. Right. Sorry. I was going to say, mm-hmm. the idea of the bank uh, having the <laughs> the gorilla masks, yeah. right? Ook, ook. Um, and then later on with the antlers. Yeah. And there's the, the place they call where the guy's with like a house. Yeah. It's on Wall Street. It's like a it's like a subtle running gag, not subtle, but like a, a small running gag. Yeah. Uh, in the episode, and I, I just like that because it is, like I said, like world building. Yeah. Like instead of just having a boring old bank, it's like no, this is the weird gimmick bank that does goofy gimmicks all the time. But now it's literally every bank. Is it? I haven't is been the, inside a bank. In see, a long time. I, I always, I always <laughs> thought it was like okay, so the, this is the weird gimmicky bank, but then he's calling this place where it's like our interest rates are through the roof. Yeah, yeah. And it's like okay, it's all the way on Wall Street. It must be a different bank. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Not the same branch, but like right. a different bank entirely. And so it's like, oh, all bankers are like this. That's mm. that's how I read it. The late 90s, the banks were, you know, everyone was well off financially. So. Yeah. And everyone trusted banks. It's true. This is insane, by the way. <laughs> this doesn't actually age well. Because Marge says um, uh, a professional in an ape mask is still a professional. (laughs) She is unwavered in her trust of this financial institution, which is nuts Yeah, when you think about it. Because, I mean, I'm not going to go into it. Just watch the big short and and get angry. Sure. (laughs) Or get confused like I did. Well, I mean... No amount of Margot Robbie in a hot tub can accurately explain the housing crisis to me. No, it's true. I, I'm uh, so confused by I, it still. I, still I appreciate have to, the attempt by yeah, the movie. Yeah, but, I yeah. do too. Um, here's another bit of how have you been. Okay. I tried to buy a car recently. Uh-huh. Succeeded, by the way. Oh, good. Getting a new car. But it was an incredible pain in my it's ass. It's an ordeal. Yeah. That um, I don't think did anyone... you finance it or did you just buy it straight uh, up? Uh, leasing. Leasing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they got me. They got me by the balls. <laughs> they got you. Hey, everybody, never lease a car. No, don't ever do it. Seems it. like a bad idea. It's a very bad idea. But five years. Of but my I mean, life, I like my flush. Yeah, my the counter is I financed my car, right? Yeah, and that's basically just being like, hey, bank, buy this car and let me use it, and I'll pay you more money every month to let me use it. So you're making money off me. Yeah, but you've got a Kia, right? I do have a Kia, which means you'll probably pay it off at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm on track, uh, in three, three years now. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. You'll still have took, a car. Took about seven years yeah. to pay off total. And you'll, and you'll have that car. Yeah. And it'll be mine. It'll probably last you for another seven. The value that. will be drastically different. <laughs> it will be, interestingly, those cars, I've been told, do not depreciate as much as, say, a Volkswagen. Okay. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're cheaper to begin with. Yeah. And so 
fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent of uh, of their initial value is going to be like that. That 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 decrease is going to be less than fifty percent of twenty six thousand. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. I mean, you say you got me, <laughs> but I don't even know what I just said. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I just wanted to move on. We're talking about <laughs> banks here, guys. Keep your money in weird. a goddamn mattress. Keep them in your safe, in your house, in a box. In a box, in a smaller box with a combination key that you tell yourself and no one else. <laughs> don't even write it down. And then bury it underneath a tree. Yeah. That's the only and bank. Don't tell that, anyone where that tree is. Yeah. Ever. That's the best bank in the also world. Also invest in silver because gold yes. is volatile. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, Bart gets his checking account. He does, and he has some fun with it. He has some fun with it. We get some little gags. Uh, I do like the the Lisa one, the first one, uh, quite a bit. Thank you. Yeah, just her reaction, I think, is what sells it. Where She's just like, she looks at it, studies it, and she nods. And she's just, Thank you, and folds it up. It's very adult. He gives her, uh, he gives child her a penny. Adult, right? Yeah. He actually gives her a real penny. Yeah. Right? That, yep. that probably cleared. Yeah, sure. He's Why got not? 100 bucks. Yeah. So. Uh, Millhouse is an idiot. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, what do you say? The year 10,000? 10, 10,000, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the world won't exist by then. No. No. The sun no. will explode. Yep. Uh, I mean, we'll be gone thousands 100%. of years before that. Yeah. Humans in general. Humans, yeah. We'll probably I mean, be... We'll be gone in like 20 years. We'll bo- we'll be on Garf Lab 6 or something. Sure. Terraforming it. Elon Musk's... Musk's? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Two people will pray to. Yeah. The Musk. But then there's a side, it's like a, the, the way to get into the main plot is that they, it, it ignores the check part for a bit. Oh, it's so tangential. It's, it's just like, it's crazy. Oh, he just wants Krusty's autograph. And the fact that he doesn't already have it like 18 different times is kind of weird. Well, well he definitely he's, does. He's dined with him. He's yeah. helped save his father or uh, reunite him with his father. Yeah. You know, he's done the Krusty comeback special. There's Camp Krusty? The, Camp Krusty. There's so many times he's interacted with Krusty. Yeah. He should have his autograph, Bart. I think he does. Probably I think does. he just, he just wanted another, another one. one, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, Milhouse gets the stomach one. Yeah, I mean. He's jealous. Yeah, of course. A little bit. Milhouse is a turd. <laughs> it's the dud. Yeah. And so he goes to, well, he slips a, a check into Krusty's back pocket. No fuss, no muss. Uh, how much was it? 25 cents. 25 cents, right. Which I love that Krusty... Ever the Ka-chunk. yeah the yeah. the money grubbing clown that we know yeah is a hundred percent gonna try and cash that check he's not gonna be like what weird twenty five cent check from a child I don't need this he's he's a hundred percent cashing that yeah <laughs> and it's what sinks him which yep. is hilarious it come it comes to light that he's a tax fraud yeah and, and IRS it, comes for him leads us to one of our uh one of one of the Another great one off character one of the great one off characters the Cayman Islands holding offshore holding uh, corporation guy um voiced by i believe Dan Castellaneta and i i, I think don't he think is so. no no i'm just listening to his voice in my head i believe it's Harry Shearer Harry Shearer yeah oh good job harry um i really like that uh that that little that little run uh we'll talk more about that later though mm-hmm. um We'll um, verify that he is. Uh, he goes to this to this guy, and this is one of the things that I really really like about this episode. It's like, oh, let me check out this uh, this Cayman Islands offshore holding corporation. It's two o'clock, and then two o one. They talk to the guy with the interest rates through the roof. Two o two. They're talking to the Cayman Islands holding guy. Two o four. They arrest Krusty. 
five o'clock. Five o'clock. <laughs> Bart. Three hours later, Bart's, Bart's still, still standing there. I'm sorry, boy. The door, the the bank is closed. Oh, kid. Oh, kid. <laughs> he's uh, one. He, he's a great one-off character. He is. Yeah, the bank teller guy. Yeah. Not me though. I loved Krusty. <laughs> I loved Krusty. <laughs> um, no, oh, the Hank Azaria did uh, the executor guy. Oh, cool. That makes sense. I wonder if he did Cayman Guy too, because they sound similar. Um, sorry, I'm still looking, but uh, it doesn't really matter that much. But I'm pretty sure it's not Dan. Okay. Because it does not sound like Dan to me. Um, I wish there was a better resource for, because like if you go to IMDb, it's just like you know. Homer Simpson, blah, 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 various. Like, there's not a... That I've found, uh, listeners, if you know of a good resource for that who on, voices on, each character. Not on Frankiac? Well, Frankiac's just for uh, screenshots and, oh, okay. and quotes and stuff. It's not uh, crediting the cast members. Well, maybe it should be on Frankiac. Maybe it should be. Maybe it should be. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we all just... Uh, Sent a funny gif of <laughs> oh good uh, Pooh holding a uh, a box of uh, like a box of chocolates that oh, yeah, like, like, a Valentine's, va- like Day. the Valentine's Day thing. It's funny because <laughs> it's Simpsons related. It's funny, all right. Yeah, get it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'll find this, but it doesn't matter. I thought maybe I'd be able to find it. Quick You're right. It doesn't. Could, Moving on. It could solidify. Oh crap! Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh. like Harry Shearer to me. Anyway. Um, uh, Krusty decides. Well, first Krusty gets you know his show busted, stripped, yeah, by the IRS. Now here's something interesting. Uh, I of course when I first saw this didn't know the difference between the IRS and the CRA, which by the way for our American listeners is the Canadian Revenue Agency, not the Internal Revenue Service, because mm-hmm. what they do is not a service. They should call themselves an agency. It's true. So. They're the ones taking the money from you, so you should know that. And by the way, technically under your constitution, that's illegal, so you shouldn't pay your taxes. Wake Americans. up, sheeple. Yeah. Bad, <laughs> bad sheeple. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a conspiracy, Carter. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. It's a mini app. Uh, a mini-sode. Good app. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So th- you didn't know what the IRS was? Is that what you're saying? I had no idea what that was. Yeah. And this was the first one that, the, this is the first time that it was actually like, oh, oh interesting. It's a thing. It's that- a thing. And the second time was, I think, <laughs> the uh, movie Entrapment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Everyone's favorite Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, vehicle. Yeah. If you don't like that movie, you're insane. <laughs> You know, I don't think I've ever actually watched it all. You should watch it all. It's okay. good. It's cool. fun. It's a fun movie. Connery's weird yeah. in it. Like, it's a weird thing remember to make. how he retired from acting after yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Yeah, I remember that. That was a good idea. <laughs> but it's weird. It's, it's it just is, weird to me that weird. he was like, fine, no one liked Alan Wasserman, then I'm out. Quartermain. Sorry. Who's Alan Wasserman? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> His character's name is Alan Quartermain. I just knew it was Alan in the film. What's my name? Yeah. Well, good job. <laughs> in all caps. Yep. So <laughs> why don't you just call yourself DJ Allen? <laughs> See, that's too much. That's, that's too, much. too much. You need me to ease off the throttle a bit. Like it needs to be a, a play on my name. Mm. You know? Nala. No, that's a female lion. 
from the Lions. Well, it's game. also your name backwards. I know. So I think I didn't know that growing up. No. Gerg. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> knew that one. Everyone knew. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone at some point was like, "What's my name backwards?" Yeah, I was sitting in class one day yeah. just writing out song lyrics. <laughs> to <You> fucking asshole. <laughs> Not 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 my own. Who are you, dashboard confessional? Like I don't not, care. Not my own. <laughs> oh wait, what? This is where the story gets interesting. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. What what lyrics were you writing? I was writing out the entirety of uh, the American I, Idiot lyrics. Oh, damn it! I was go- I was gonna guess either Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> or Green Day. You nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I wrote out all of. Every every line, every word to even America. from Jesus of Suburbia, especially that's Jesus a long of song. Yeah, it, I was bored. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah, what are you gonna um, do in math? Solve problems? Yeah, math is great. Get me the hell out of here. I like order. Sure, two plus two is four. Yeah, not two plus two is. Well, the history of two and two is a storied one. <laughs> That's why I sucked at oh. like social studies and uh, in English because you had to like you know write opinions and shit. I was very good. And at as that. a child, I was like, no, I just want like what is the fact? Mm. You know mm. what is mm-hmm. like? That's why I like math and science because it's like what is this? And I'm like, this is the answer. This is the only answer. History. It's also is why I like written. trivia to this day. Yeah, 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 yeah. When there's like there's an answer to this. Yeah. It's not like you, you like can't, rules. I like rules and order. Yeah, yeah. I'm lawful good. I think that's why you enjoy D and D. Yeah. Yeah. Because you do. I, I, I see it all the time. Yeah. When you, uh, like, you're a guy who likes knowing what those rules are mm-hmm. and then working them to your advantage. Yes. And as a DM, Dungeon Master, <laughs> yeah. I love seeing that. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. When you were like, hey, my character kind of feels like he gets angry, <laughs> and should I roll for that? And I'm like, abso-fucking-lutely. That's brilliant. I, I gave my character a temper scale, yeah. or like a temper... A temper tantrum. Temper tantrum thing. Um, or like anger management issues. Yeah. And that's really, really cool. I would recommend everyone who plays a continual campaign in D&D give their character a flaw of some kind that they can represent in the role of a die. Yeah. I think it's a really, really cool idea. I saw a really, really great one in a in a live play uh, show that I watch, and the character has panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Yeah, and that sort of stuff just like brings it alive, right? Yeah, like not everybody needs one, obviously, but at least one person in your party should have one. You know, I uh, got a little uh, hair on the mic. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't need to bring it up. <laughs> uh, it's just you. <laughs> no, made, one saw, no one saw it. You made a funny face. It's yeah, just like, well, I was just peeling it off because it was tickling me. Swing. <laughs> uh, Krusty the Clown. Yeah, Krusty the Clown. Uh, what the hell is his show? I don't know. Still wants to get hit by pies. James, call us. Tell us what it is. Instead, he gets hit by a briefcase. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> it's so I funny. love that visual uh, of the IRS guy like going over and dragging it back. It's a great gift. <laughs> it's something I don't think I ever really noticed. When I watched this episode, I was just was laughing at him getting hurt and saying, ah, the corner. And <laughs> the guy comes and takes it. It's great. The two IRS guys are also like kind of pretty good one-off characters. Yes. Um, but we're running a little long here, so we should just <laughs> go to the things that we really like. Um, cool. Specifically. Well, here's a, here's a brief rundown of the rest. Yeah, of the go for it. I mean, Krusty decides he doesn't want to live anymore in this crazy world because he has to give the IRS 95% of his, his uh, income. So much money. For 40 years or whatever. So he uh, dies. 
yeah. from all views. Yeah. And they have a funeral and everything. But then uh, Bart thinks that he spots them down at the docks. Uh, so they, you know, Lisa and Bart have their little investigative agency. They go investigate. They find him. Turns out he faked his own death. Uh, he's living as Rory B. Bellows at the docks. And they more or less just convince him to come back to the real world. Yeah. Like, come back to life, as it were. And he does, because Rory B. Bellows' life is insured for a surprising amount. Which is like, you, so clearly you had ways to <laughs> to get around this thing yeah. that wasn't faking your death. Yeah. I guess it was faking someone else's death. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to know where that bizarre. came from. That was but double jeopardy shit uh, right this there. This whole plot is inspired by the whole Andy Kaufman uh, rumor that he faked his own death. The comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I don't know how well-versed or how much you care about Andy Kaufman. You know, everyone tells me he's a genius. I just kind of get annoyed. I think that's the... That's the point. Appropriate. Yeah, that's the appropriate response. Um... I mean, he's very... So, I love Andy Kaufman. Sure. Uh, have you watched Jim and Andy? I have. It's fascinating. Yes. That's the side of Andy that I think is horrible. The one that Jim is trying to recreate. Mm-hmm. And without knowing the details behind Andy Kaufman, I feel like he wasn't like that 24-7. How could you be? I know. I feel like he knew what he was doing, and anytime he was in the spotlight is when he put on this persona, whatever it needed to be. Sometimes it was the asshole Andy. Sometimes it was the the meek, like, I don't want to be a celebrity Andy. Like, he had all these different personas, and he was doing a performance all the time. But in his personal life, I don't think he was like that. And that's what really pissed me off about the Jim and Andy thing, is I feel like Jim assumed Andy Kaufman was always being this asshole. And so that's why he would do that, you know, his whole method acting bullshit uh, behind the scenes on the set. And, but have you heard, have you heard the, like the thought on that as well? Which thought? The, the thought that that's performative as well. Uh, because of all of the cameras that were on. Oh, like Jim, yeah. Jim was performing. Yeah. Still, I still don't, I still don't like it. Okay. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Based on that documentary and his interviews today, yeah, uh, it seemed like it wasn't. But again, like, what's real? You know, maybe that whole thing is performance as well. I don't know. I just don't. I don't care as much. Sure, I've never been a fan of the idea behind method acting. Oh, um, me neither. Me neither. You know, like yeah. I, I don't think it's a, a a way to get a better performance or anything like that. I think it it often has given a very good performance, but I don't think it's because of the method acting. I think it's because you're, they're a good actor, mm-hmm. you know, and living that persona outside of the, um, the cameras shooting or whatever is, I don't think helps. I think it's just like, I don't know. I, I, I have a lot to say about that. We won't get into it in this episode, I guess, but I just think method acting is kind of silly as a general concept. We should do like a famous method acting movie and, uh, for Cinepal's returns. We could do like a method acting uh, oeuvre because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different yeah. uh, famous method acting performances. Yeah. You know, Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his face in Marathon Man. Yeah. And of course, Jared Leto. And uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's favorite Joker. The Squad. What are we, some kind of Suicide Squad? Time to get the squad together. Send them on a mission. I'm thinking of putting a team together, Alan. Hi, I'm Slipknot. I I have ropes. You do what? I have ropes. Can you tell me one more time what it is you do? I have ropes. Ropes. Mm-hmm. You're throw, good with... I throw ropes. You 
throw ropes. And I can climb with them. So, Slipknot, mm-hmm. let me tell you what we're up against here. What's going on? Uh, there is a villainess called the Enchantress. Okay. She is literally a uh, otherworldly magical entity that huh. is bent on overthrowing this universe that we live in wow. using the power of, I guess, the energy of the universe. Hmm. Going to throw a rope around that? I mean... Probably throw a rope around the building, climb the building. That was the right answer. You're in the team. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Movie's hilarious. Uh, So, (laughs) yeah, it is really funny. Anyway, what I really like about this episode, yeah, uh, we get another Bart Krusty episode, but it's not about their relationship. Yeah, right. There is the couple moments, I guess, where they do interact, right? Yeah, only very few. Is it just, but, yeah. is it just the one? There's the one on the, uh, the, on the street. One on the street and the one at the end. Oh, right. Where they're yeah, actually talking saying. to each other. Um, the one on the street is something that I that I wanted to bring up because uh-huh. when he says, if it makes you feel any better, you could punch me in the face and it zooms out to Krusty being like, ready to do it. He's very shaking. Quickly. He is shaking. He wants to do it so bad. Yeah. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh, you know what? Krusty the Clown is actually a redeemable character. Because Interesting. <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. Well, because he doesn't. He says, I know. He says, nah, forget it. Kid. Get out of here. Yeah. He has every reason to punch Bart in the yes. face. From his perspective, <laughs> sure. right? Bart is the cause of his downfall. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, he's the cause of his own downfall. But now, on. one of the things that... But I'm, say, I'm saying, like, from the perspective of a selfish sure. comedy uh, sure. yeah, TV yeah, clown, yeah. like, he wouldn't see it as that. Gotcha. Right? Which gotcha. is why he wants to punch him in the face. Yes. So he doesn't. He restrains himself. He does the bare minimum to restrain himself uh-huh. and be a slightly redeemable character. And this is why I like Krusty more than Moe. Because sure. Moe would have punched Bart oh, in the face. Oh, 100%. Right away. That's the difference. That's the <laughs> only difference between these two. It's true. I was just thinking, like... <laughs> That was the moment I remember where I'm like, oh, Krusty's a bad man <laughs> when he's about to punch him. And yeah. I know what you're saying where, yeah, like he's redeemable. Yeah. He is a bad man, but he's redeemable. But yeah, that was where like you'd expect, you know, if you feel any better, you can punch me in the face. And he just goes, nah, like whatever, like get out of here. But it's immediately like, <laughs> he gave me permission. Y'all heard it. Yeah. Uh, very funny. <laughs> I think uh, Dan Castellaneta gives just such a wonderful performance in this episode as yeah. as Krusty. And as, a, of course, all the others, but mm-hmm. specifically as Krusty. He goes through a lot. Even when he's when he's Rory Bellows. Yeah. Like, that's a very good, like, disguising. Like, oh, man, we talk about, like, the voice actors. And, like, sometimes when the voice actors have to do a different voice as the character... And you just you just realize how good they are at their craft. Yeah, it's just yeah. like he needs to do a Krusty the Clown voice trying to disguise his voice, right? And obviously Dan Castellaneta as a human could do any number of voices to make it disguised. Yeah. But then we just be like, oh, that's like not Krusty. Like there's no way. But like he does uh, just a slightly deeper like like this is Krusty and this is Rory, you know, like he just lowers his voice a bit, but still has that gravelly scratchiness to it. It's that someone, makes you know, he's, he's performing it as if it's someone who isn't a voice actor disguising their voice. Exactly. Yeah. Which is so great. And like the moment where he, uh, like is, is found out or whatever. Yeah. And he just kind of relents and goes back to the crusty voice is such a great, like transition to where he's like, Oh, don't you see? I don't want to yeah. be crusty. Yeah. Both in uh, voice and animation. That's right. Like, yeah. They even like bug his eyes out a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, crusty does have like <laughs> weird eyes like that. Yeah. Um, we also get another uh, instance of crusty's weird skin. Yeah. His skin <laughs> condition. 
It's never explained. Nope. It's just, you know, uh, is my understanding it was a one-off joke in an uh, early episode. I think it was uh, Homer's Triple Bypass, where he says, uh, I got news for you. This ain't makeup. And you're just like, oh, weird. But then it's like, it's canon now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, it's just, and if he wants to have, you know, a normal yellow face, as it were, um, well, that's a bad sentence. Uh, <laughs> in the world of the Simpsons, yellow face. Context is, is everything, yeah. everybody. Um, but the, <laughs> he has to like actually apply makeup, like yellow makeup yeah. to, to his face. To, and then he puts on a little, little rubber nose over his red nose, which apparently is his real nose. Yeah. And, it's weird. Which is nuts. <laughs> it's crazy. What is he? What is Krusty the Clown? Because yeah. uh, th- when he's a kid, we see him as a kid in uh, with the rabbi. Yeah. And he's not white-faced, right? No, no. He must have grown into it. Must have yeah. been a recessive gene or something. Maybe a weird smoking thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 There Cuts off uh, circulation of the brain. Sure. So Science. Yeah. Don't look it up. So <laughs> um, it's interesting you bring up canon like that. Um, just... Like this ain't makeup because uh, when they're when the IRS takes over Krusty Burger and makes it IRS Burger and Homer's <laughs> filling out his forms, he's like, "Marge, what were your gambling losses? Seven hundred dollars and seven hundred dollars." So it's like, "Oh, okay." So Marge does have still have her so gambling, gambling problem. problem, and it is it costs the family money every yeah. year, and she's not uh, embarrassed about it. Nope, or at least like is ready to tell Homer as soon as he's filling out a tax form of some kind. Um, I love that little moment. It's a nice little moment. Uh, I also love whenever Homer puts on his glasses. Oh, it's great. You know, it's yeah. just like a nice little little character thing that uh, I always appreciate. It's usually when he's in bed. It's Oh, yeah. He's in bed like <laughs> reading. Yeah. They're reading glasses. like, yeah. And they are consistently yeah. reading glasses, <laughs> which is... Or drawing glasses. Yeah. yeah. Like he is, um, what, a, a nearsighted? Is that what that is? Must be. Is that what that... I don't know. I have 20-20 vision. <sighs> I have Coke bottles for eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I remember putting my glasses on for the first time. Mm-hmm. In, uh, You're like, in wow, a, this is what the world looks like? In a classroom. Uh, I was in grade two. I put them on and my, my teacher was like, oh, they're so beautiful. <laughs> and it was a really good moment. Aww. It made me... It wasn't your noggin, it was your peepers? Yeah. It made me, it made me feel like I uh, didn't have anything to worry about. Teachers can be great. That's really nice. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be a sad story, but it was a very heartwarming story. It's a good story. Uh, So anything else we want to mention about the episode in general? I just want to quickly mention the funeral. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. We should talk about Bob Newhart. Yeah. Um, He's in the guest house. Uh, Notoriously speaks very slowly. Um, and it's funny cause I was reading, I, I read some of the production notes, uh, before we watched the episode and then it was jarring how slow he talked once I knew that that was an issue. So apparently when they brought him in, uh, he talked so slowly that they actually had to cut a lot of his, uh, planned dialogue in the scene. Um, <laughs> I think they said like half of it, like half of it is gone. Um, so originally there was supposed to be way more Bob Newhart, but they're like, the episode's running too long. We need yeah. to cut Bob Newhart because he takes up 10 minutes. <laughs> it's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's insane how uh, slow he talks. And like that moment is one of my favorites in the episode is him mumbling through a eulogy for someone he doesn't really know. Yeah. Uh, and barely uh, knows like, yeah, at all. And like I'm of a generation that I did not know who Bob Newhart was until the movie Elf. 
Um, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like he was not in my lexicon. Like I knew he existed obviously. And like people would talk about the Bob Newhart show. And it's one of those old shows to me that I just never watched and probably never will. Was that the dream one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what with... I know about Newhart. Yeah, exactly. That's me too. Uh, it's infamously, uh, the finale is he wakes up in bed and is like, Oh, I had this most crazy dream about, you know, whatever his adventures were. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it's crazy they would give someone who would speak that slowly a sitcom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But then again, it's not. They give well, everybody. Well, they surround. Yeah. If you're a famous comedian, you get a sitcom. Yeah. That was the, the deal in the 50s and 60s. And, and I 70s, mean, to this day. And 80s. Yeah. And 90s. Kind of not so much now. Not as much now, but it's still there. Yeah. You know, according to Jim. It's not around anymore. Okay. <laughs> But you're, that's that's an yeah, example of else. one that was that's like one of the later ones, you know, like King Man of with Queens. A plan. Oh, what? Man with a plan. What is that? That's with uh, Joey Tribbiani. Oh, what's his real name? Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's Joey Tribbiani. Um, <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> and uh, according to no, no, fuck, not according to James. <laughs> that's what they should have called it though. Uh, what is it, James? Kevin James. Yeah, King Kevin of, can wait. Kevin can wait. That's King of Queens. Is. Yeah, that was his and original Kevin, one. Oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin can wait. It's the new one. That's right. That's right. Where that's they right. brought Leah Remini back. <laughs> Did you know this? I did not. No, no. Season one of uh, Kevin can wait. He's married to this woman. It's a blonde girl. Sure. I don't know who it is. Uh, fans really wanted Leah Remini back, <laughs> so they killed off his wife. <laughs> And brought Leah Remini back in season two, and they started a relationship, and now that's the the central couple of the, it's of the show. It's still on? It's still on, as far as I know. I mean, I still see previews for oh, Man with a Plan. Right, and you're the last person I know who has cable. Yeah. That's, that's fair I enough. I watch Big Brother, and that's usually where I see these commercials. Even though I PVR it, so I fast forward them. Sometimes I can't, oh, I have, yeah, can't avoid it because it's like it comes on right away, and it's yeah. like coming up next. We got Man with a Plan, and Kevin can wait. Dude, double hitter, check him out. And then they have like brief little like snippets of the episode, and I'm like, the God, funniest that was part, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Joey Tribbiani being like, "Hey, what are you kids doing with that iron?" And they're like, "Whoopsie!" And I don't know, they burn themselves. I don't know the show. <laughs> See, he wasn't even like a comedian, though. That's, well, that's true. Like he Matt was, LeBlanc wasn't. He was, a, he was just an actor. Who got friends, yeah. right? And like I think all of them were just, yeah. just actors who got that. Tim show. Allen had a lot of. Tim Allen was a was a comedian. A yeah. lot of uh, shows. I think he yeah. has one now. Yeah, it's um, is it Last Man Standing still on? I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it still happens, but yeah, like you said, not as not as often. Yeah. Um, in the Bob Newhart era, it was way more common to be like, "Hey, you're a comedian. Here's a TV show." Yeah. And this funeral is just, I think it's just such a funny little, like, there's just so many gags in it. I it's, like the sideshows, because uh, that's a nice punishment. callback, because he had, well, he got Corporal Punishment and Mr. Teeny and yeah. uh, Ballerina Lady, um, can't remember her name, and, uh, of course, Sideshow Mel, but you also have Sideshow Luke Perry, yeah. Sideshow Raheem, yeah. <laughs> um, and I can't remember, there might be one more that I'm forgetting right I now. I like the but. shout out to Bob. Yeah, yeah, all the sideshows miss you except Sideshow Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I never, I never really noticed that they had like Sideshow Raheem, who yeah. was a one-off joke in an earlier episode. That's right. Uh, shall we head on over to the reference desk? Yes, we shall. Um, so of course the title 
Barton Bart Fink, Fink is... Barton Fink. Barton Fink. <laughs> the movie Barton Fink, which will come up later in... Is that Bart on the Road? No, that we, we've we already seen that one, right? No, Bart on the Road is coming up. No, 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 no. Oh, so we've already seen that joke. Yeah, we've seen that saying. joke, yeah. Oh, it's them? It's like the bullies going off to see an R-rated they movie? Go, they go see it. Oh, no. They're, it's, they're cheering about it because they're like, you're going to go sneak into an R-rated movie, and they think it's going to be like Barton racy. Fink. Yeah. But it's... And he gets the in joke because is, he's got his... his his driver's license, right? Well, that's Bart on the Road, which yeah. we haven't seen yet. Yeah. It's coming up. So if it is in that episode anyway, <laughs> which it might be, I honestly don't remember. Sorry, everyone. We're failing you. Yeah. But we're running late, so <laughs> we're going to keep rolling here. Uh, but yeah, Barton Fink, the Coen Brothers movie. Have you seen it? Do you like it? I have seen it, and I loved it. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the ending is one of my favorite endings of a movie fiery hallway yeah yeah it's i just love it i love it so much it so it's much such too. a great payoff john goodman's amazing that movie oh he's so good how has he, he needs, not he won needs an a oscar? fucking oscar god damn oscar it i'm so mad that's insane I was, uh 10 cloverfield lane yeah he should've, needed an oscar should have been movie. an easy best that was one of my actor. favorite performances i've ever seen yeah Psycho, the house from Psycho, of course, the haunted house, uh, the Hindenburg disaster, the series of oh, the humanity checks, series, oh the humanity series, which you know is what the dude said. Um, our our friend at the Cayman Islands, that was a, a reference to Sydney Green Street. Pardon me, the actor, um, specifically his character in the movie Casablanca. Yeah, um, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Yeah. It's really spot on. Yeah. Um, something hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's Amore. Crusty references that song. Um, Dean Martin. Yes. Uh, the bus that Crusty dro- gets dropped off as. It's a very. It's a quick. Uh, pause the pause the tape joke, but it says, "Are you mit- are you missing mad about you?" Eight p.m. Uh, whatever. It was the the show that the Simpsons was up against. <laughs> so they put a little thing in there saying like, "Oh, you're missing mad about you right now." That's great. Yeah. Uh, his plane, the I'm on a roller gay, is of course a reference to the Enola Gay, which was the plane that bombed Hiroshima um, in World War II. Uh, Homer references three dead people uh, in heaven: John yep. Dillinger, yep, Ty Cobb. And, and Joseph, Joseph Stalin. Stalin. <laughs> he and then wishes he was in heaven with those three men, apparently. That's so it's one of those. It's one of those moments where I wonder if he... Because we have those moments of brilliance where Homer knows this kind of stuff. Or if he just knows those names and knows that they're dead and he doesn't actually know what they're known for. I feel like I would it's guess, the former. I would guess he definitely knows who Ty Cobb is. Because yeah. he seems like a baseball... Well, actually, he's not the biggest baseball fan. He's a football, he's a football fan. guy. Yeah. yeah. But Ty Cobb is a pretty recognizable. Anyway. But like I could I could totally get if he doesn't know who Joseph Stalin is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. you know. Uh Under the Giant and uh Shemp Howard are referenced by Troy McClure. Mm-hmm. Uh Under the Giant, We Hardly Knew Ye, and Shemp Howard, Today We Mourn a Stooge. Uh Sideshow Luke Perry, I mentioned that. Uh The Day the Laughter Died is of course a reference to the American Pie song and how the day the music died is when the plane crash happens. So it's all That's tied all together in that. All connected. Uh and then finally the last one I had uh was uh Call Me Back Ishmael that Sea Captain says, of course Moby Dick reference to the first line in Moby Dick. The most famous opening line. Yes. In any novel. The novel is told by the perspective of Ishmael. That's right. Not Captain Ahab. It is called Moby Dick or the Whale. Mm. That's the full title of the novel. Oh. Yeah. 
novels did that a bunch. They did, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Frankenstein or uh, uh, modern Prometheus. Modern Prometheus. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the um, the Hobbit or there and back again. Oh, is that real? I actually didn't know that one. Yeah. Because when I first read that book, I owned you know obviously a later printing that just said the Hobbit. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's printed on every on on the inside of every oh, yeah. of every yeah, edition. The yeah. um, but the original editions would would have been printed with the full title. Well, and also I believe they had uh, the book separated into three books. That's true. Uh, the yeah. Desolation of Smog and the Battle of Five Armies. Of yeah, course, that made it confusing. Two. Yeah, so they just put it in one book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those movies exist? Uh, I do. Sad. Uh, it is. I can't. They're unwatchable. They're bad. They're really bad. First one's okay. I almost walked out of the third one when yeah. I watched it in theaters. Oh, man, me too. It is so bad. I watched it for you. Because <laughs> we were doing a podcast on it. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, shit. We did a Cinepels on it. Oh, Find man. that in the archives. Okay. If you want to hear our full thoughts on it. Yeah. All right. We don't need to go over it. No. It's really bad, though. Yeah. Unwatchable. Okay. Um, favorite let's, joke. Let's go to favorite joke. Uh, mine is, oh, crap. Me too. Yep. <laughs> I love his I love his delivery. I love the, yep. the, the camera work. Yep. You know, the zoom in. His, uh, his, and then the, the, the resignation at the end is, I think, what sells it. Because it could have just been, oh, crap, three times. And like, that's really funny. Yeah. The fact that he's just like, oh, it's too hot today. <laughs> Like he's just like fatting himself. He's just like, wow, whatever. Like, uh, it's life. It's have you ever had those? I feel like I've had those moments where I'm like, ah, like ah, this. I'm really sad that this happened in my life, and then I'm just like, ah, it's life sucks. Uh, Happened to me literally two hours ago. Oh no! Yeah, I was walking in from my car. I Uh was holding too many things. Yeah, I opened the door, and because we have a shitty shoe rack up Uh there, I just like breezed past it in the wrong way too much like wind uh-huh. and like one of the shoes fell off oh. and it was like thud and then i was like oh no and i dropped i was holding some like too much stuff i was holding like a couple of pairs of skates and like <laughs> a water bottle in my gym bag and everything yeah and so like and then a, a skate guard fell off and then i was like oh shit and then like i dropped my water bottle and then i was just like fuck it and i just dropped <laughs> everything it's too cold today. Yeah, it's just too cold. Fuck it. I'm just, just let me take my jacket off before <laughs> you dive all over me with your bullshit world. Yeah, I hear you. So here's something I want to do. Okay, we have a um, we have a Patreon. We do, everybody. It is uh, www.patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. How spelled the German way. Yeah, that's the one. How spelled the German way. Um, So if you want to go on there and become a patron, we will absolutely love you forever. And we typically do... a bonus episode or two every month. And the... uh, price i suppose to get <laughs> complete access to back catalogs of everything we've ever done uh including the cinepals which is not available on the boathouse studios podcast feed is just two dollars and one of the things that i think we should be doing is uh, every time we get uh, like a, a comment or a big question on from one of our patrons uh we should answer it oh yeah 100%. on the podcast yeah. so i got one for you oh great yeah um, so this is from, uh, KO makes things. Um, I think this is Christy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Alan, do you ever post behind the scenes stuff on your locked rooms anywhere? If you're ever able to make, to share some of what goes into making a locked room, it sounds like it would make a really interesting podcast episode. Oh. So maybe we should do a special bonus episode where you talk about what it means to make an escape room. Yeah, I could do that for sure. Also, um, I hope if Greg ever gets around to watching The Wizard of Oz, you guys do a bonus Cinepels on it. I recently re-listened to Lisa's wedding episode of uh, Two Bad Neighbors, and your rant against Greg not seeing it was pretty spectacular. So here's my I thing to you. That. I think that should be our next Cinepels Returns episode, and we should probably idea. have Catherine Smith on. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're gonna you're, we're gonna watch the Wizard of Oz. We're gonna watch finally. the Wizard of Oz finally. Yeah, um, only what eighty years after it was released. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Thirty nine sounds sounds about right. So um, I'll watch it. We're gonna watch it together. Ninety years. Ninety years. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm so bad at math. <laughs> Remember how much I said I liked math? Nineteen thirty nine. You said yeah. Seventy years would be two thousand nine. Yeah. So yeah, I was right the first time. Yeah. Cool. Not as bad at math as I think I am, still but I, pretty, just, I just second guess yeah, myself. Still second guess. Yeah. Uh, still a uh, pretty long time for me to get on that boat. Um, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, let's. I, think I won't we should, rant about it again. Yeah, I think we should do <laughs> it. That way we can watch it and we can see what your thoughts are. Yeah. Because that'd be very interesting, someone who's never seen it, yeah. but obviously knows a lot of the references. Yeah. Because of pop culture. Uh, and Catherine, it's one of her favorite, it's her favorite movie. Oh, wow. So okay. I think we should have her on and That'd be great. We'll, we'll talk about it as a special bonus Cinepals Returns. Love it. And that'll probably be, you can probably start to expect a Cinepals Returns episode, uh, once a month yeah. from us on Patreon, exclusively on Patreon. It's not going to come out on the Boathouse Studios podcast feed, which you should also subscribe to. Um, it's just, you know, a way of bringing people over to the Patreon. Yep. Uh, but speaking of things that did actually come out, mm-hmm. uh, Sense and Sensibility. Our, uh, Camille and I uh, f- didn't read Sense and Sensibility, <laughs> but we reviewed it. And uh, we did it as a little improv exercise, and it's called Cocktails. Cocktails Requiem, Sense and Sensibility. So okay. it was on Patreon exclusively for several months, but now it is available for anyone who thinks that that concept would be funny to listen to. So explain to. the concept. So here's what happened. Uh, <laughs> we wanted to do a, a, a podcast about a book that neither of us had read and that Ali probably had read. Okay. And we it, it was pretty hard. Yeah. To figure it out. So we were like, she's probably read Sense and Sensibility. Neither of us have. Yeah. And so what we do is we uh, recap Sense and Sensibility. Without knowing anything. Without knowing anything about it but the title. (laughs) And then at the end of the episode, we go through the Wikipedia page and see how close we got. Oh, boy. So if you're interested in that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. It's a fun fun little concept. Yeah. We'll see if we do any more. Yeah. But who knows? I like to do that with movies. Yeah. Watch the trailer of a movie and then, or like the teaser and then review it. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> uh, so that, uh, that about does it here for us at Two Bad yeah. Neighbors. If you want to contact us, how do they do that? Well, you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. You can of course find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at bad neighbors pod. Mm-hmm. Um, were you going to do Instagram by the way? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, um, I'm uh, not good at keeping up with this particular Instagram. Yeah, fair enough. I'll we'll we'll talk about the sweet what the password is. But and the everything. Twitter, I, I keep up with the Twitter. So great. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll take, um, I'll take over that. And please remember to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or uh, Spotify, wherever you get your ear content. And please remember to subscribe to the Boathouse Studios podcast feed as well for everything else going on in this crazy house. Yeah. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, next week. Mm-hmm. Or next time. Mm-hmm. Maybe next week. We're not sure yet. Um, we're going to do uh, a Lisa episode. Mm-hmm. It's Lisa the Iconoclast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to help you, George Washington. I want to help you, George <laughs> Washington. Even your dreams are lame. <laughs> That'll be a fun one. Yeah. I like uh, Hollis Hurlbutt. Oh, he's great. He's a good Donald character. Sutherland. Yeah. Canadian icon. Um, but thanks so much for listening, everybody. We will see uh, what happens next time if we get this guest chair filled out or, uh, you know, it's more of us rambling. Either way sounds good to me, bud. Yeah. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day, everybody. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the ski. ski.